welcome to Two Boomer Women. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I've been talking with Boomer women for almost a decade now. (laughs) Well, I guess I've been talking to Boomer women all my adult life. Uh, Reinventing myself several times along the way, though, but always focused on us, Boomer women. With this incarnation of Two Boomer Women, I'll be interviewing other women who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at twoboomerwomen.com. If you want to be a guest on Two Boomer Women, bring it on. There's an application form at the website, too. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value. We know how to do it and we must perpetuate the art form. So, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Two Boomer Women Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. As I get older, the one thing I realize is that it's never too late. It's not too late to learn new stuff. For me, it's stuff I want to learn. It's not too late to make new friends even if the process takes a bit longer than it used to. And it's not too late to get active. More and more of my friends and acquaintances are saying, not 70 is the new 40, but this is what 70 looks like nowadays. How about you? Is 65 in the crosshairs or in the rear view? Do you feel that something is missing in your life? Are you wondering what's next? Sometimes does life just feel hard to handle? My guest today spent over 30 years working with a variety of people to help them achieve their goals, accelerate their results, and create more fulfilling lives. She spent the last 30 years studying many of the leaders in the success space. As a certified life mastery consultant, she is highly trained to help her clients achieve extraordinary results in accelerated time. I often suggest that many women in their 60s know one thing for sure. They don't want the next 20 years to look like the last 20 years. If you have a dream that needs to become your life, a purpose waiting to be unharnessed, then you're going to want to listen to what my guest has to say today. Don Mathis, welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast. Agnes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and it's great to be here. Yeah, we've just chatted for a few minutes before we hit record, and uh, we seem to have a lot in common. This is going to be great. You seem to have spent most of your adult life on a fairly direct path to where you are today. Can you tell us more about you and perhaps that journey? Well, sure. Thank you. So first off, I was a physical therapist for, it seems like a lifetime, for 20 plus years and um, loved it, loved it. And um, loved the coaching aspect of it, the healing aspect, the heart-centeredness of helping people. And then as, as we age, something happens to us, our bodies kind of, I don't want to say break down, but they, they, it just, it just takes longer to get over a work day when you're doing something so physical as, you know, helping people uh, get up, get out of bed and um, train so that they can go back home. Um, I worked in a, in a rehab center with um, people, mostly 60 plus. And so I was looking for, for something else. And kind of segued into real estate 
which (laughs) similar. um, What I, what I tell people tongue in cheek is that lots of people, lots of lawsuits. Anyway, I love real estate. And, and again, it's, it's about helping people. It's about people helping people find their, their home. And it takes a lot of handholding and coaching, a lot of attention to detail. And I love doing that. And I just, and maybe many of your listeners feel this way. There's something else. There's something more. There's something different. I'm meant to do something different. And that's what what uh, really intrigues me about, about what you're saying, that uh, you don't want the next 20 years to be like the last 20 years. Life is calling. Life is calling. If we listen, life is calling. And so that's when I decided to uh, be, become certified and, and be trained as a life mastery consultant or a transformational life coach, if you will. And that's what I've been doing, well, since COVID, <laughs> so, uh, along with the real estate. But yeah, my, my dream is to simply coach uh, women. And that's my avatar client is, is women 40, 40 plus. March 2020 seems to be a landmark in everybody's life. <laughs> Just yeah. crazy. Okay, I love the explanation that you had for your company name, In C2 Life Works. Tell our listeners how that came to be, please. Yeah, In Situ. So every, you know, every time I go to the bank, they cannot pronounce it. They say Institute. And I'm like, no, In Situ. So what In Situ means, um, coming from a medical background, which I did, the word in situ means in its original place. And for me, what, what, that, what that word means now is that's exactly where our power is. It's in its original place, which is inside of us. It's never left. And, you know, it might have been dormant. It might still be dormant in a few of us. And we just need to realize that we have that power and uh, awareness is what you need in order to change anything in your life um, is, is my belief. And uh, once we're aware, we can dust off that power that's there and create amazing things for our lives because life is still calling to all of us, whether we listen or not. I find a really common thread and I've really noticed it more lately with, with my guests is that, you know, like women have been so busy being daughters and wives and mothers and employees and now caregivers for aging parents that they've forgotten what was inside them, what they held dear, what their aspirations and dreams were. And now as we come out of all those roles into our own lives again, yeah, to, to get back and f- try to find that. Yeah. And, it, and sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're on the path, as long as women are on their path, that's great. Now, boomer women are on their 50s, 60s, 70s. Most of the ones I know are thrilled, although some a little surprised, some doubtful, um, at the thought of life getting better. What's in your recipe to make life better with age? Well, I think it's a combination of things. And and, and this is nothing new, uh, probably for most of your listeners we know about it. We know what we need to do to, to be better or to have better lives. And that is, first of all, self-care. To take care of our, our mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical needs, which many times in our young adult lives, 
we we didn't do we we let other things take priority and so that's the first i think that's the first step is 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 self-care i'm getting to the point where i think i'm going to rename this podcast the self-care damn it (laughs) well that could be your subtitle hey that's not a bad idea (laughs) thank you for that (laughs) absolutely i think yeah it's so many women I know, and I think it's a common thread, is that, yeah, you care for a husband, you care for children, you care for your parents, and, you know, even your job. And if you run out of steam at the end of the day, it's there's just nothing left for yourself. You never cut anybody else short. It's always yourself. Yeah. The other thing I saw on your website was about women reaching for their dreams. Can you talk to that, please? Yes. So I want to preempt that with with a quick story. Um, I have what I call vision workshops. They're usually one hour, but they can be three hour or whatever. One of the first things that I ask women, and it's a question we don't even ask ourselves often enough, is what's what's your dream? And um, this one particular woman, really nice lady, realtor, and um, she wrote down all these dreams, but they weren't her dreams. They were dreams for her children and her husband. Nothing in her dream was about her. So the biggest question that I ask, and I would ask your listeners, it's very simple. What would I love? What would I love? And there's, you know, many people don't know what they would love. and so. There's something I call the two growth signals that we have in life. It's our longings and our discontents. So sometimes we have to reverse engineer. Well, I know what I don't want. So, hey, that's a start. That's a start. A lot of us know what we don't want. Dating or otherwise. Husbands, you know, ex-wives, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. We know what we don't want. So, So all longings are is something that you want and you just haven't achieved it yet. That's all a longing is. And a discontent, it's something that's going on in your life that you're like, ah, I'm over this. I want something more. I want something better. And so longings and discontents are the growth signals that get us to a place where then we can figure out what we would love. And if we really knew we could have whatever we would love, I think it would be easier for people to dream. You just made me realize something that I will often say to a young person who is hating that menial job or that difficult job or that dirty job as at least you know what you don't want to do for the rest of your life. And I think it's really easy to apply that to young people, but we forget to apply it to ourselves of like, with all this experience, where are we, do we know for sure we don't want to be? So I will often tell someone too to go back and look at their high school uh, yearbook, and mm. you know sometimes in there I want to do this, I want to do that. It may not apply, but sometimes it may just go like, oh crap, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, even yeah, you're right. Sometimes in reminiscing, we can go back to the place where we strayed from our own vision. And we can get back on that path. Yeah, yeah. And I, 
part of me wants to do this little back and forth with you. So, and, and sometimes we don't stray, we get yanked off our path. Yeah, but, um, that's true. Okay. And I just wrote down that word husbands. I love that. Husbands. <laughs> I didn't make it up. I heard it, but I, I love it when I can use it in a sentence. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm going to make sure you start using it. <laughs> okay. So speaking about husbands, what do we do to live life on our own terms? Well, like I said, I clarifying here, we're not recommending anybody to force their husbands. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I I think it's be I think it starts with self care. Once we start taking care of ourselves, we become more aware of our bodies. We become more aware of our feelings. And slowly but surely we get to know ourselves again. I would say that's the best place to start. And from there, there's an increasing in awareness of who you are because you're spending more time with yourself, getting to know yourself like a good friend. And that is when I think that when people come to me, a lot of them come through the vision workshop because they, they're like, it's it's like that uh, that poster of the little chicken that came out of the egg. Now what? That's how a lot of women that that I that I work with, that I coach, that are on the pod on my podcast, that's where they're at. Now what? I mean, I've done most of everything I think that I was supposed to do, and now what do I do? Now what? Now what do I do with my life? And sometimes I think people have to redefine their self worth. Because I heard this from a a therapist once, if you are what you do, and you don't, then you're not. And so if if your self-worth and identity is totally wrapped up in being a mom or a wife, and you never experienced knowing yourself along the way, you will feel lost. and, And it's okay. It's just a matter of now that you know you're lost, finding yourself. Everybody knows I have notes. The very next thing was about that term of self-worth, because I find so many women my age, they've lost it. They don't have that confidence anymore. And and there's a number of reasons, I suppose. But... Um, how, how do you talk to them in terms of so many women? I know also, you know, when you start talking about their self-worth, it makes them uncomfortable. They can't sit in that place of saying to themselves, I have self-worth and defining it. What, what do you say to them? Like, or how do you guide them? Well, in, in one of my programs, we do talk about that because here's the thing about self-worth or self-image. You can never outperform it. So if your self-image, your self-worth is low, there's no way you, you can achieve what you say you would love because you don't believe in yourself enough or you don't feel like you deserve it. So, so we work on increasing a sense of deserving. And the way, one of the ways that I do that is um, I have people list their successes in life. Go back when you were a little kid, start as early as you want. 
What are some of the things that, that you learned that you achieved? I don't care if it's tying your shoes, learning to ride a bicycle, start with those things. And then as you, it's almost like a creative writing exercise. Once you start writing those things and you're in that mental, I'll call it a vibration of, of talking about your successes and cheering yourself on more will come. And that's, that's one of, of the, um, most efficient ways I, I have seen that, um, that helps build that, that self-image. And another is being a person of increase. And what I mean by that is you can feel poopy about yourself until, until you don't, but, but do this experiment. I, I invite you this week to just go out and when you're pumping gas or you're at the grocery store, I invite you to just say something nice to someone you don't know. And that's a nice truck. I bet it's fast. How many tickets have you got? And I mean, just whatever. And you would not believe the change in that other person because you've been a person of increase by just noticing them. I just saying hi. By just telling the clerk at the post office or at the grocery store, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here today. You know, it won't hurt you. It's also something I think so many of us did. I mean, just speaking about that clerk at the grocery store with COVID, you know, as we, we always said, oh, thank you for working. Thank you for being here on the front line, so to speak. But, but that was a sort of a global need almost. Whereas in day-to-day life, we forget to do that. Yeah. I, I would say one more thing about building your self-image and your self-worth is, is um, I keep a gratitude journal every morning. I write down 10 things I'm grateful for. Because when you are in gratitude, and uh, I, don't, um, I don't know if many of you know about vibration and frequency, but when you're in, when you're in gratitude mode and you're writing in that, your vibration, your energy level changes. And gratitude is on the same frequency as abundance. So the more you think of and thank for, the more of the same that you get, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I find in terms of gratitude, it may be hard to start, but if you mm-hmm. really try to keep it front of mind, thank you for the green light. Thank you for the parking spot. Thank you for like just all those little things. Yep. Doesn't have to be anything big. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I just say thank you for my kitty sleeping in my lap as I write my gratitudes. <laughs> you know, it can be something easy and simple. Yeah. But what happens is, especially at first, you're just like, oh, gosh. Okay. I, all right. So I, I need to come up with 10 things and you can do it at night or in the morning. I do it in the morning because I'm just way better in the morning than I am late at night. And your brain will start looking around for you, for things for you to remember to write about when you're doing, when you're going to do your assignment, when you're going to do that gratitude journal. It's like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm grateful for the blue sky. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's more than 10. And you just keep going. Kind of like the writing assignment where you're writing your successes down. It just comes. Thank you yeah. for the pen that I can write all this stuff down with. <laughs> that was a good one. That Absolutely. I, yeah. 
There you go. The other exercise, and I don't know if you've ever done this, I heard some women interviewed where their assignment was to go talk to people they trusted and say, what's your view of me? And Mm. they had husbands saying, you are the glue that holds this family together. Children saying, you are the role model that I've aspired to be, like really strong, tangible things. And they just never, ever thought, they always just thought they were taken for granted. And to have those people actually say, no, you know, and sometimes even just opening that communication, does does that work in with any other thing you do? I think that's a great exercise. I, um, I have not done that in a while, and I have not suggested that in a while. I, I do um, work with people on getting what I call a partner in believing, which is a person mm-hmm. that would do that. And um, so, so yeah, along the same lines, absolutely. You, you, and you want to make sure it's someone that, you know, <laughs> that's not going to say, oh man, yeah, the way you dress in the morning, <laughs> you know, you, you, want to, you want to have a sense that that person is going to really see the qualities in you that are there and will remind you of those qualities. Well, I think too, if, if our friends or our children came to us and say, oh, I'm just so useless, or don't can't do anything right or whatever, we'd be all over that and telling them where their strengths are. And so give yourself the same benefit of the doubt, the doubt perhaps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what we, and what we focus on expands and, and our words are, are strong influences influencers to our our subconscious mind so we really need to be careful not just what we say to other people but what we say to ourselves out loud or in our heads yeah and I wonder I'm just trying to think how many people the what they say to themselves that inner conversation whatever is just so rote now that they don't hear what they're saying to themselves of oh that was stupid you know like oh I can't believe I did that it's become almost a habit that we don't notice anymore. Right. And, and that's where it's important to be mindful and aware. And um, one, of the, one of the slogans we, we use is notice what you're noticing. Hmm. Notice what you say to yourself. Notice what you're feeling. Notice what you're thinking. Because it's not until you notice what you're doing and become aware of it that you can change anything. I think especially at this age, we've got so many biases that are just part of our lives. Like we don't even think about thinking them. It just that thought that goes by, of, you know, whether it's about the weather, about the dog next door, about our neighbor, about what our coworker, and to actually say, whoa, I can't believe that just went through my head because if they said that about me, I'd be really upset. But to really as you say, notice. Maybe that's the sign we need on our, our walls. Notice what you're noticing. Notice what you're noticing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. I love that one. You have a phrase on one of your workshops, the number one transformation tool for getting what you want. Am I allowed to ask? <laughs> well, it, it, it depends on the week. I'm, I'm just kidding. The number one <laughs> <I> transformation <believe> <laughs> The, the number one transformation tool, once you know what you want, 
and you have a clear defined vision of that is your calendar. Believe it or not. It's putting things, putting the steps that you can take on a daily basis towards your vision, putting them on your calendar. So on a go forward basis, or can I today get my calendar out and say, gee, I've been wanting to achieve something. And I I did that earlier today. Uh, Can we just notice what we've achieved or is it on a go forward basis? Well, your vision is, is something that's in the future. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it's funny, you should ask that. I sometimes what I do with my calendar is I'm like, oh man, I did five things that I didn't write on my calendar. I'm going to write them in and check them off, make myself feel better. You know, that's just our human side. That's our human nature to do stuff like that. But once, once you have designed your dream um, and actually there's, there's, there's a program I teach that has, has 12, 12 steps, excuse me, 10 steps, 12 steps, sorry, <laughs> wrong program, uh, 10 steps <laughs> towards, the, towards the manifestation of a dream. And they're all important. They're all important. However, if we don't take steps and put them in a calendar in a way that makes sense, we won't take the steps. We'll forget about them. Is it also true that, you know, you'll have your dream and somebody will say, okay, what are the steps to getting there? And it's like the dream is way out there, but like there's five steps, which is totally unreasonable. Perhaps you need 20 steps or 30 steps, like really giving yourself credit for and and making each step achievable. Because if you've got to take that giant step, it's less achievable. I guess it's like losing weight. If somebody says, I want to lose 50 pounds, how do you do that? Whereas if they say, I want to lose five pounds, they can see their way to achieving that. So the thing about a vision, one of the ways, so there's, and I, I don't want to you know, give away my whole, <laughs> no, my whole mojo here, but, I, but so one of the things, but I want to share, and I want to answer the question. One of the, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. We were talking about this yes, in, we in real estate. We call in, in real estate, we call it a mental cul-de-sac. So, uh, Oh, that's great. I got to, cause yeah, I had a guest just recently and it was like, I had this pressing question based on something she just said. And then it was like, okay, so, and I opened my mouth and it was like, I have no idea what's going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just went, whoop. Um, so what I would say um, is, our our job as dream builders because that's what we're that's what we're doing if we're following a vision we're building a dream we we call ourselves dream builders our business is not the how it's the what it's the what and yeah and so the steps that you take if you know that one of the questions we ask is this a vision that's worth my soul force. One of the questions we ask ourselves is, do I know how to get there by myself? And if the answer is yes, it's not a vision. It's a worthy goal. Okay. It's not big enough. So, so some of those, those uh, questions we ask is, does it require a power larger than myself? That's another one of the questions that we ask, but we have five questions we ask. And so we don't know how, we know the what. And then those steps are revealed to us simply by us focusing 
our attention on that vision. Mm, really good food for thought. Okay, I will not, so, I will not ask you to give away the farm. <laughs> well, and I will just tell you, um, you know, the universe, or if you want to call it God or spirit or the divine, you, what I tell people is you define your divine. You can believe in a God and still believe that the universe is, is in existence because it, because it's out there. That's my belief. But here's the thing I'll say is if you have a clear vision, you get to a place where you have a clear vision and it, it just lights you up and it gives you chills when you think about it or when you read it. You, and you're at a place where you do not know what to do. The universe's first currency is not money, it's ideas. Ideas, people, resources will show up. There's probably been a time in your life, Agnes, where you've wanted something and you said, this is what I want. I don't know how to get it, but this is what I want. And boom, next thing you know, someone shows up in your life that helps you with a piece of that or, or money comes your way or just an idea. Some resources will come your way. That's your dream in the universe with the divine manifesting for you. I find more and more people I know as we get older, we not only believe in that, but almost trust in it. That by, I guess, opening yourself up to the universe in some ways, but putting words out there and then moving towards it is that there's this little magic carpet that comes up underneath you and takes takes uh, takes you there part way there at least yeah okay i'm gonna go sideways a little bit relationships many of us are divorced or widowed friends have relocated or passed away or their time as we both discussed um is consumed with caregiving aging parents um sometimes we're still in the nine to five our workmates are younger than us what can we do to build more meaningful relationships? And perhaps this is especially true as we come out of two years of COVID. Well, I can speak to that from, from my own experience. And one of, one of the things that, that I teach about that I really believe in is if we want better relationships, if we want friends, if we want a soulmate, we need to be that for other people. When we're that for other people, it comes. So we don't get to something, we come from it. So we come from the energy of being a good friend, of being a good coworker, of supporting people. And then as a natural consequence, consequence is not always a bad word, as a natural consequence, then the people, then you're going to draw people to you that see you as an authentic, caring, heart-centered person. I think you're the first guest that I've ever talked to who's really made me see these aha moments about things that I know I say to the younger people in my life. And I forget to say it sometimes to myself. Mm just in terms of, you know, be the person that you want someone to be to you, that sort of thing. Mm 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And on so many different levels. And and be authentic. And I, I mean, and it's scary. But sometimes when people are scared about that, because we're all different types of people, but if it's scary, just call it an experiment. Just call it an experiment. Doesn't mean you have to do it every day of your life as long as you live. Just do it as an experiment. And, you know, the world is your laboratory. Try on some of these things and just see what happens. And throw away the ones that are just like, ah, that crazy Dawn. She doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, throw away what doesn't work and let what works, let it stick with you. I have a friend uh, who's in New York this week. And I've already mentioned I'm on the West Coast of Canada, so she's far, far away from home. Um, and just listening to her talk is like she's going there to be the person that she wants to be that she isn't always here at home. Mm. But, you know, if that experiment works, then bring it home, bring it on, bring it into reality. But, there you uh, go. Empowerment. What, what do you think are some of the steps? Is it, I mean, we've talked about a lot of it, I think, now that I asked the question. But to be empowered as mid-age women. Well, I think it I think it starts with some of the things that I've mentioned, the self-care, the becoming more aware, working on your self-image, realizing that there's a power inside of you and, and that you're far greater than any circumstance event in your life that's outside of you. Eleanor Roosevelt had a had a quote that I, I love. And 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 sometimes it's just having quotes on your mirror or in your gratitude journal to remind you of who you are. But she has a quote that says, all the water in the world cannot drown me unless it gets inside me. Mm-hmm. So keep the good stuff inside and, and the, the bad, just walk away from it as, as much as you can. I would also say having, having support, having a community of, of like-minded people, we call it also a partner in believing somebody who believes in you believes in, in, in your worth. Sometimes it's nice to have someone remind you of what you're worth. And if they tell you what you're worth, don't freaking argue with them. Just say, thank you. Just say, thank you. So self-empowerment also, again, the, the gratitudes and, and I, I truly believe um, that reading or, or finding a coach or finding a mentor, someone who can guide you. Uh, and I, I don't know, many people like to have some kind of um, set path or just like a cookbook. I mean, we grew up with cookbooks, right? This is how you do this. Um, just, just a path to try out, just some steps to take because it can be overwhelming. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I walked into the bookstore the other day just to see, I wonder how many help, self-help books are here. Holy crap. There's a ton of them. So maybe just ask some people that you know, um, hey, have you read a good book or have you heard someone speak that, um, that you think I should listen to or that resonates with what we believe, that sort of thing. But empowerment is, is a many-faceted thing and it's not easy to simply just hear it once or twice that you have a power in you and just believe it it it's taking small steps towards those things i just talked about and taking a small step towards what what would my life 
look like today if I knew how powerful I really am? What would be different? What's a step I could take today that would be empowering to me? Just a small step. Because, you know, progress is more important than perfection. Just a step. And on the note of perfection, many people I know now are saying that practice makes progress. So not practice. Amen, sister. Absolutely. Practice makes progress. None of us are perfect. Well, none of us are. And I also say that perfect is a moving target. Well, it is. And it's also a matter of opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you mentioned community, and this is maybe possibly totally unrelated, but because we've been, well, our elders have been really suffering through COVID, especially the ones in residential care. I hear all these people now saying, you know, residential care should look like this and aging, you know, residences should look like that. And everybody I know, or like all my women cohort, we we don't want these private rooms separated from other people. We really love the idea of pods of us. You know, yeah, we want our own bedroom, our own space, but a a community where we support each other and build each other up and, and stuff like that. As I say, maybe unrelated to what we've been talking about, but have you ever given any thought to, you know, what you want your, your less agile years to look like, what that community will look like? You know, it's, it's, it's uh, interesting. You should ask that because there's this niggling thing. I want, I want someone else to, to do this, but I have a vision for it. And, and it's exactly that where you have a private space to, to, to retreat to, but that the area outside your room is a huge pod. It's a huge area where, where people can mingle and they can eat and make dinner together. And, and, you know, those places exist right now. Uh, It's called the Eden concept actually. And there's um, I've I've visited a place in, in Loveland and couldn't tell you the name of it in Loveland, Colorado, but it's exactly that. And highly expensive. What, what my, little niggling thing in the back of my head is is about having it be a private privately owned by the people that live there and have exactly what you're talking about they they have actually implemented that on a small scale i think it was like a group of 10 women or something in england uh and this was a number of years ago and i just i love the concept and the more women i talk to we all just agree of like yeah (laughs) yeah yes and um, so it, is, it, is it a burning vision for me? Uh, no, and it's, it's still hanging out there. And, and, it's, and it's out there, it's not written in, well, actually I did write it into my vision to find the person who wanted to take that on, but that I would, as a prior physical therapist, I would definitely you know, have my hands in there getting dirty and, and, and helping design that that concept. But yeah, just finding the right people to do that with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah community. Uh, even, even yeah. introverts need community. On Absolutely. Different levels. Yeah. Don, you guide women to live their true potential as they get older. 
we've talked about some of that. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want boomer women to think about, maybe implement as their futures unfold? You know, I would just say, ask yourself that powerful question, what would I love? And the how is not your business. What, what would you love? And the self-care. And start your gratitude journal and your journal of success. All those pieces, the self-care, the self-love, and then asking yourself, what would I love? I would say those three things is a phenomenal start for anyone. I've been in this online space for a while and I've had different coaches, of course. And it's interesting how, as you say that, I can oh yeah, that coach said that. And oh, that coach said that. You're the first coach that's said all of them. So that's, that's oh. cool. Good to know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Great feedback. Thank you. <laughs> you do workshops. Tell us about them, please. Well, um, so I have um, online workshops called the Vision Workshop. And right now uh, I'm just offering um, the one hour version. Uh, that seems to be the most popular. I, I was doing them in person, but then when COVID happened and actually it, it's just, it's great to have them online because I get people from all over the world. And, and I love that. And I don't coach people in person per se, not at this time. It's just not, it's, it's not cost effective for me to do that. And, and, but with Zoom, it's, it's so wonderful because I used to coach uh, on a phone call. I'd have a group of people and we'd be on free conference calling and talking and then boom, COVID hit, hit us. And, and that was the, that was the gift out of COVID for me is learning how to use Zoom. And it is a game changer to be able to see people's faces and their expressions and them to see mine. And, you know, I have little emojis that I hold up and give them to people. I send them to people who are in the class. And so the vision workshop. Yeah. So there, there's one right now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's great. Thumbs up. It, it just get, keeps people engaged. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you, if you go to my website, um, you can sign up um, on my website for, for the vision workshop. And um, I believe I, I I'm going to be paring down a little bit in the summer, just uh, to do a little bit more caregiving for my folks and um, some other things that I'm, that I'm um, doing with adding, adding programs and skill sets to, to my coaching business. And so I'm in, I'm in a couple of different school programs right now. But typically they're on Thursdays at seven in the morning mountain time and then Saturdays at, at 1 p.m. mountain times. And um, I'm pairing, like I said, I'm pairing that back starting next month, just offering um, a couple times a month uh, just for the summer. But that's, that's where you can go. And I, I do it live. I mean, it's we're on Zoom and if it's one person or 20, it doesn't matter. I'm still there and, and present and uh, it's a great time. Okay. And where is there? What is your website? Where do we find you online? Sure. All right. So write this down. It's in situ lifeworks.com. And I'm going to spell it. I N S I T U life works with an S on the end.com. 
Okay. Um, I will now break it to you now that you spelled it out. Is it, I always put links in the show notes. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, so that'll be there for sure. Great. <laughs> okay. Listeners, if you have comments on today's show, you can leave them where you're listening. And of course we can be found at TuneIn or iHeartRadio, Spotify. Most places a person would listen to podcasts. There's always the website, twoboomerwomen.com. To leave your comments, click the Join the Conversation tab. Leave stars and reviews as they help us grow. And before you go, hit the subscribe or follow button, and you'll be notified about future interviews with more of my great guests. Share this episode with two friends who need to find the wherewithal to live to their true potential, who have an amazing dream that can be realized with some coaching. You know who they are. And I recommend you go check out Don's website. Maybe take advantage of her generosity and sign up for some of her offerings. There's actually a tab that says free resources. If you want to be a guest on the podcast or know someone who would be a great guest, there's an application form at the website. Don Mathis, thank you so much for being my guest on Two Boomer Women today. And thank you for really emphasizing how our next 20 years can be the 20 years that we've dreamed about. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share with with you and your listeners. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too. Have a great rest of week. Thank you. 